I was born in a petri dish. I'm just trying to make conversation. That's too far. <laughs> that was too far. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the War Room. The Trickster Chair Shot. AJ Belaz here with me, as always, the Commissioner and the IWC War Chief. By the way, War Chief, you need to get get those people in line by now. They, they, they've been acting up all over the Internet. Nah, it's better when they're stupid. I feel better about myself that way. They they don't represent me. I represent them. So that's, that's worse. That no, that's worse. No, because I make it sound like they have a point. I, I ignore what they say. It's it's like that old saying of if I want your opinion, I'll give it to you. That's how that one is. Tony, how's your day been? Ah, uh, it's been a day, but we're here. We're recording. Uh, Wednesday early evening. You're listening Friday morning or Saturday? Yeah, Friday morning. I got it straight. Friday morning. Chair Shot Radio Network. Good save. I I think we have a really good show today. A really good shoe. I'm looking forward to it. Really good. Really really big shoe. Really good. Got nothing on that. So yeah, yeah. Start the festivities. I'm glad you're looking forward to it. Yeah, we're all just leading boring lives right now. All right. Well, let's get into the topics. Yeah. Yeah, Topics. No, that sounds about right. We got topics. Let's make it happen. I'm I'm ready, Captain. Let's go. Ah, a little John Tesh to warm your soul. Nothing like it. I mean, not even chicken noodle soup does what John Tesh does for the hearts of millions. No? Sure. Sure. Yeah, okay, sure. That's a yes, folks. If yeah. say sure, that's a yes. It's like, okay. Instead, it's like, sure. <laughs> no, no, that's more of a get on with it. Yeah, better, better. <laughs> well, we're talking well, NBA. We're here. We're talking NBA playoffs, gentlemen. And the, uh, the play-in round, the play-in tournament started last evening. The Nets defeated the Cavs, and the Timberwolves took care of the Clippers. Both those teams will hold on to their seven seeds and play the two seeds. I believe the, the T-Wolves will get uh, Memphis, and the Nets will get Boston, which would be good news for my Bucks Tonight, the Hornets and Hawks will play in addition to the Spurs and Pelicans. The winners of those games will face the Cavs and Clippers, respectively, and to see who gets to be the eight seed and take on Golden State and uh, Miami. Miami got the number one seed. Gentlemen, who do you see going to end up with the eight seed on each side? And, and any potential upsets here in the first round of the NBA playoffs for you? The only upset I could really see is the Nets beating the Celtics. Maybe. And that's only because the Nets have been kind of hot lately. So they could ride the momentum, even though it wasn't the most dominant game you know against the cavaliers who are a okay team they're nothing great but like it wins a win like who cares like they move on and i don't i don't really know because whoever wins the eight seed like that's just they're just gonna lose like none of these teams are really overly strong i don't really think they're gonna beat the number ones on either side so I kind of don't care who gets the eighth seed. I can't really see them winning much more than a game. Mm, well, I mean, you said that there's two games on the Hornets at the Hawks and then the Spurs with the Pelicans. Is it weird to say that the only upset I see off of that is the Hornets going instead of the Hawks? Because that's the only like random what the F moment I can see. And I'll die of laughter on that one because... I'm I'm pretty sure we kind of all laugh at LeBron James at the moment for this season alone, where the Cavs were in the play-ins. They still made it. They they still made it further than he did with the Lakers, and the Heat are the number one seed. 
without him and he's not on a team, man, wouldn't it be funny if Jordan's uh Jordan's team goes in? I'm just uh, it's it, it's something to make me giggle a little bit, pop myself. You I, were really digging for a headline. Yeah, that was a big shovel. I don't like, care. A lot of earth, a lot of, a lot of rock. Headlines to headlines. That's where you went with that whole take right there. I more so could see the Hawks ending up with the eight seed than any of these teams, um, but it wouldn't be surprised to me who comes out of the East there. I think Miami should be able to take care of business on that side. Pelicans, uh, they could definitely end up knocking out the Clippers, but I think Clippers at home seem to be the better team. As far as first-round upsets... Boy, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't see any really of those top four teams losing, to be honest with you, as far as uh, seeding goes in the first round. Not even the Nets. I don't see the Nets beating the Celtics. Um, if, if Luka's hurt more than we think, then I could see the Jazz winning. I guess the Nuggets and Warriors is probably the biggest series there in the most in question. Um, but we'll see. It should be an interesting first round. It was uh, a couple games that were closer than we thought last night. The only other one I'd throw out there is Raptors and Sixers could be a lot spicier than people are giving them credit for. Yeah, yeah, but true. the 76ers, much like the Bucks, when they've had their big guns on the floor, they win their games. I can't see them losing a, a, a series to, to the Raptors. But, I mean, nothing would surprise me. Nothing would surprise me. Hey, the, lights the, the, out the Raptors, Pascal Siakam. I was about to say, the Raptors won their fucking championship because they played the Sixers on that fucking quadruple doink off the rim. That was back when they had Kawhi, though. He, he's he's an outlier. That's how that works. Quite special. Fair. Andrew, I think, is just impressed with the fact that I actually knew something about basketball. <laughs> A little bit. Yeah, you pay about as much attention to basketball as I do golf. Sarate? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we'd have to agree, though, I would imagine, that that Sixers wrap... Well, probably, I'd say Celtics-Nets and... Warriors Nuggets to me would be the most likely for upsets in the first round. Sure, if we're going with likelihood, yeah. Because uh, I, I haven't looked into anything, but do we have a timetable on Curry yet? On on Curry, he should be back for the playoffs. I thought. Oh, well, okay. he's got till Saturday. I I haven't seen anything definitive saying he was going to play, but. You know, I know you follow it closer than I do. That's why I was kind of just throwing that one out there. It's uncertain as of two days ago. So as hey, of recording he's... on Wednesday, when you listen to this on Friday, there might be certainty, but we don't know right now. Yeah, you'll, you'll find out when we do. Uh, should, should we just make the Friday guess? Make it seem like we're we just know shit? Want to do like the sexy hot take? Like, ah, oh, no, Curry's going to be out for game one, but he'll be back game two. Nah, That's where I'm going to go with it. He'll, he'll miss pl- game one, but he'll be a maybe for game two. He'll play. He'll play. No, he's, he's definitely going to play game one. Just say. He, he kind of has that old school mentality of just put me the fuck in so I can win. So, does he? All right, we got seedings now. Now we know he seed- wanted Durant on the team. Yeah, I wouldn't give him much old school mentality there. <laughs> Listen, we got seedings now. Who do you guys see ending up in the conference finals on each side? I mean, I still kind of like where I went with it last time, with uh, what was it the the Heat and the Bucks and who the hell did I say on the West? You said the Suns and. Suns and someone else. Maybe like the Suns and the Nuggets. I could go with that. Or the Suns and the Warriors. If Curry's healthy, I think it's Suns and Warriors. If Curry's not completely back, then maybe Suns and Nuggets. Um, The East, I, I think we all have Miami and Milwaukee in this one. But for the West, Suns, yes. But I'm going uh... I'm going to go with the most unfitting name for uh, a, a basketball team for that area with the Jazz. I just like that joke. Yeah, I do. It's a good fucking joke. I'm going with the Utah Jazz and the Suns. <laughs> I'll I'll say Suns, and um, I said Nuggets before, but don't be surprised if... I mean, that could be one hell of a, a, a second-round matchup between the Grizzlies and the Nuggets if the Nuggets upset the Warriors, so... 
between those three teams. And then in the East, yes, obviously my pick would be Milwaukee, but I think Philadelphia is going to be the team that's going to be taking on Milwaukee in the finals. I don't believe the Miami Heat can beat a fully functioning, healthy 76ers team. We'll see. You're that also may... assuming that the Sixers will be healthy. Also, the Sixers they don't really right show now. up. That That's my big yeah. issue. That My big issue is Embiid has been streaky the last couple of years. And Harden has been overly streaky the last two years. Who's your MVP? So if one or two of them have bad bad days, like then that that's a lost series. I suppose, but you pick the team with the best player on the floor, and that's Philadelphia. And then you pick the team with the second best player on the floor, and that's also Philadelphia. So yes, but you realize we're, we're in the area, so like the bias comes from just watching them choke every which Fine. way but Sunday. So. No big deal. Who's your yeah. NBA MVP, AJ? Uh, Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid? Because apparently Giannis isn't going to win it this year. But even though all three of them have the same stats and the Bucks oh, have the highest. Oh, baby. Oh, no. Well, uh, Giannis will just take another finals MVP, apparently. They got to change exactly. it up. They, they overlooked Jordan a couple times and LeBron a couple times on purpose just so it didn't get stale. Come on. Doesn't mean it's uh, right. but My guess is Jokic. Uh, I, I think he's going to win it. Joker? Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, Jokic averaged 27.1, 13.8 rebounds, and 7.9 assists. But didn't he also Almost a like, steal, steal make and a history? Half as well. Didn't he make history with that 2,100-500? Yeah, he did. I think he's going to win it this year. Yeah, that's uh, going to, yeah. Embiid averaged 30.6, 11.7 rebounds, 4.2 assists. And nearly a block and a half a game. Whereas Giannis averaged 29.9, 11.6, 5.8 assists, and over a steal and over 1.5 blocks a game. So pretty all pretty close numbers. I think anybody would be happy to have any one of them on their team. But if you were drafting mm-hmm. in a draft, you'd probably take Giannis first. You might take Jokic second just because Embiid gets hurt a lot. So Yeah. Um Maybe. Took Giannis a little bit. I feel like Joker's caught up quicker than Giannis did. Cause you, you know what I mean to the the whole NBA curve? Like they call him Greek freak for a reason. Like I'm not saying Giannis is bad. That's not what I'm getting at. But I feel like Luca's just been at that level, if not a little higher. Almost since Jump Street. Well, we'll see. I mean, you talk about people winning playoff series. So, you know, some of these guys haven't done it. You know what I'm saying? That's that's kind of where the proof is in the pudding. So, uh, yeah. Any last thoughts here on the NBA playoffs as we get going? We're going to cover this the entire time here on Pot is War just because we're into it this year. You, you, you guys especially rooting for on your side of it because... I don't. I, you're a Bulls fan, Andrew, so you can't have high hopes mm-hmm. for your first matchup. Um, and not no, just not because after it's the a All-Star break. Well, not, yeah, not just because of the way the Bucks have beaten them, but because of the play they played against teams with winning records. Just they look they, terrible. Yeah, they got figured out. And Milwaukee's a team that can dominate you inside, and Chicago does get pushed around. AJ, I forgot. Who are you a basketball fan of? I kind of floater. I mean, I'm I primarily lean to the Bulls because it was Andrew always had it around him, so I just say the Bulls. But he doesn't really follow basketball, so that's why he was wishy-washy on the answer. Yeah, I mean, I I got high hopes on the Suns for this entire playoffs, but I I don't know if it's just uh, we're going three-man weave here, and I'm just embracing my inner Ray. There you go. I know Ray Cash. Good call. Ray Cash is definitely uh, a Suns fan from Houston, Texas. Go figure that out. But Christopher Platt is definitely rooting for his Cavs, hoping they can win the game. Uh, I believe it's tomorrow night uh, to get into the actual playoffs. So we'll see what happens. Stay tuned in. I know you got coverage on TNT, uh, Turner Broadcasting Network there, and also ESPN. For most of your games, ABC on the weekends as well. So should be interesting. It's a good time to start watching basketball from the NBA because now you get guys that are actually trying the whole time. They're playing defense. They're not trying to turn the ball over. So you do get some really good games. You do get some really good finishes. You do get some really good basketball play. 
to watch. So that's and, that would be my and uh, as we last are, thought. As we are talking, the uh, Hornets and Hawks just started. Indeed they did. Indeed they did. All right, guys, I think it's a great time to take a break. We can come back and continue the theme of basketball by continuing our coverage of winning time, the story of the Los, the Jerry Buss Los Angeles Lakers, we'll say, as told by HBO. Um, and uh, you're listening to Pot is War, Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the Chairshot. Check it out. We'll be back. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. For your just desserts, it's not just the words. Some of y'all heads up in the cloud. I'ma bring y'all back to earth. It's black back to burn. Bullshit y'all talking about. Out your mouth, I'm not concerned. Cause y'all got to learn. It's y'all turned like Detroit Red. When his head had an ultra perk. The long walk I burn your bare heels, so the one you boots. The game camouflage like army suits. But I can see it more clear. Cause I came with the coop in here. Ring me along and form the truth. Send them out into the world, go to war on the fluke. Out of eye with the enemy, you sworn to shoot. Now I'm coming at your neck, sick of hearing something wrong with me. Motherfucker, something wrong with you. Gentlemen, this has quickly become one of my favorite shows that I've watched in a, in a long while. The cast is excellent. The storytelling is excellent. Dramatization, um, you know, over-perpetuation of Hollywood and storytelling, if you will. But it's good storytelling, and it's really good acting. Jack? You who, you didn't want to watch it at first. No, I was going to watch it no matter what, because uh, Chris was getting, getting me to watch it. And then I had a buddy at work who wanted me to watch it. But, yeah, I mean... Who the fuck is Jack McKinney to um, the the um, the actual like basketball on screen that they show like the practice like them like fighting and then actually then finally Norm and Magic are on the same side and you actually see the team start to like work where he wants it like being a former basketball player that really intrigued me the most. And then getting into the whole family scene and getting into the whole forum thing and dealing with the bank. Like, this show is just nonstop with storylines from all over the place, gentlemen. I mean, without a doubt. I I especially love the line where it's, well, who's going to play the, the who's going to play point? Whoever has the fucking ball. It, like that the, whoever has the ball leads the team. Just always fast pace. Keep it going. Keep keep flying. Just always be in constant motion. Like I'm pretty sure we alluded to it last week where it was, yeah, basketball was primarily stagnant. It was pass the ball, go to that point. Pass the ball, go to the point. Well, Oh, we got... Yeah, and they had Kareem too, right? And they kind of focused yeah. on that, right? That he would, you know, they just make yeah. him, he'd have to work for it and everything, but it would stop and watch him, right? Exactly. Throw it to the paint. Kareem's right there. Boom, gets the point. All right, go go back and do everything again. They're speeding up the dynamic. Magic's showing like, yeah, I got this. This is easy. This is nothing to me. And doesn't click. Everyone's getting pissed off. Everyone's kind of yelling. Around the end of practices, they, they get it. They, they start getting it, except for Kareem. So I think I'm going to pass it to our curmudgeon as to why Kareem hey. is a curmudgeon. Hey, fuck mm-hmm. off. Where's my orange juice, you son of a bitch? <laughs> it's, it's made the same way the exact time. Come on. Just well, try it. You fucked it up. You fucked it up. Anyway. So, no, yeah, it, it's it's really fun. And I think that's, like we touched on last week, when we didn't want to give away too much of the first three, because the first three is still mostly window dressing set up. So you kind of get used to the characters, what the era is and how, where basketball was before he bought the Lakers and where we're going. It's, it's just really, it's interesting. And that, that's a shitty word to use that really undersells everything. But you, you brought up the good point about the layers because everything from 
the old school 50s kind of way the, the cheerleaders looked to the fact that the forum wasn't exactly sexy. A lot of people didn't show up and they're in Hollywood, but they never embraced the Hollywood thing. And one of my favorite lines was, you know, the fuck is a Laker anyway? Like, there's no lake around here. What the fuck's a Laker? And it's like, that's really something I always thought as a kid, too. I just kind of overlooked it. But not the point was it's fun just to see if Jerry Buss was even 10% what the dramatization is. That's that's a fucking trip. Like, especially for the 70s, for as stuffy as everything was back then, because that's the late 70s going into the early 80s. So it's that yuppie, rich kind of lifestyle and that mentality. And then him coming in like, you know, a Wild West cowboy, basically, just shooting from the hip and throwing money around and just wanting to be fun and fancy. And basically everything short of strippers was basically on the docket. Like, it was... It was great. And I love I love how they just have Jeannie slowly get her fingers more and more into things like when she's just like, oh, yeah, he, he wanted to be more like, you know, Disneyland meets meets Hollywood with a little bit of like the Hollywood Bowl or whatever, whatever she threw in there. And that's exactly what he said, like the Playboy Mansion thing, too. So it's it's fun. And the way episode six kind of punctuates things with his mother and that you saw kind of starting to unravel when she didn't want to go to the game and then all that other shit that they kind of go to now and just him dancing around and getting them to kind of give him the extension on the low and was was genius and it's like just there's so much so many little little fucking storylines little threads to pull out every episode hey if if you're gonna make sure that uh bankers for loans are gonna give you what you want just get them laid that's true. It's true. It's good. It's good advice. Oh, Tony, it's good advice, isn't it? Oh, I definitely, definitely 100% agree with you. I'm, I'm searching for something right now. Uh, for Are you searching days. for if, if <laughs> Magic ever wanted to make a Nike shoe? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they were Converse's that he went with. They were. Okay, so, they were. so Tracy Letts is the actor that plays Jack McKinney. Okay, and Jack, sure. okay. Jack Jack McKinney delivers the line of the series, the line of the season, in episode in the last episode that we've just watched, episode six, when he wakes up from a coma after you know having his bike accident, and he wakes up and he, he must he have says been, go big in the post. yeah he must have been thinking he must have been thinking <laughs> about big, yeah he must have been thinking about the game with denver when he took off to go play tennis with paul westhead who who is played by jason siegel who is fucking amazing by the way uh in in that role fucking but marshall but but when jack learns that he's been in a coma for two weeks and the game already happened he gives the line of the, the the series so far, and he says, "Fuck my dick." Fuck my dick. Yeah. I literally paused it and rewound it and turned on the closed caption to make sure I was hearing exactly what I thought I was hearing and not what I wanted to. By the way. No, that that was good, especially since he's he was fairly composed when it came to that. Like he was intense, but it, it's not like he was a sailor cursing up the storm about everything. So, just the way he delivered that was really really fun. But uh, it w- is such a fucking dweeb, though. Like I didn't really look into him, and obviously I'm not a Lakers fan. And the Showtime Lakers are a little before my time because I came into fandom towards the end of it. But Westhead's a fucking dork, quoting Shakespeare and shit like that. Like, ugh, ugh. I'm, How did anybody take saying, him seriously for more than five minutes? I know, and I'm just saying this alone. If I know, I said fucking Marshall, but any other thing that Jason Siegel you've seen him in, if if the actual person of Paul Westhead was like him. You just nailed a like you made sure you got another perfect fucking casting decision because that, that's just perfect. I, I have nothing else to say on that. I also like the interaction. You're you just s- trying to say sequels a dork. I see the interaction yes. you've seen at the forum with um, Spencer Haywood 
in the in the underbellies of, of the arena and you see Mike Epps playing Richard Pryor come by and talk about going to the party and everything that's happening right now and the and the struggles the players went oh, through yes. because you know that was the big thing in the 80s too was that the league was in, in the 70s too is like all their all the players are on drugs and everything else so you know Magic and Bird kind of brought it along here I'm interesting to see when we're going to get to see Larry Bird because there's definitely Sean Patrick uh Small, who who is the cast member in this in this, and uh, he plays Larry Bird. So there's got to be some interaction coming up here. I would imagine maybe when they get to uh, get to playing Boston each other for the weekend. Yeah, I know. Episode seven preview at the end did have Bird in it, so they're at least going to touch on that a little bit. Plus, they brought him into the conversation when they're bringing up the shoe deal. So I I think that was their way of trying to bring it back around, but. Oh, come on. Tell me that, uh, who was it? Michael Chiklis, I think, played, like, Red Auerbach. Like, that's, that's fucking good. That That's a good old school kind of just delivery on everything he was doing and just, like, that cutthroat approach. Like, it was, it was really good and really Northeastern, really Boston. Like, it made complete sense for the town, the time, everything. So, I wonder if they're going to bring back Red at any point during the series. To kind of needle it, Jerry, for, or yeah, Dr. Jerry Bus for any reason. It's interesting, and we'll see what happens there because obviously we're going to have him walking into the bank maybe at the end of this season after they win, and them actually begging him to keep their business. You know what I'm saying? But yes, that I guess that's the only problem is we know how it ends. But uh, no, but it's fun. It, to, it's been, you it's know. been a fun ride so far because it, it, there's a lot of extra things to it. Sure. And even uh, what's her face is uh, his little girlfriend in LA's dad that ended up being like his pseudo agent or like financial confidant or whatever. Like that was, he was that was pretty down of him. Like I, I like how Magic kind of spun his words against him, where you know the Magic Man ain't supposed to deliver bad news. So can you break up with it for me? And it's just like okay, okay, fuck, you used my own words against me. So yeah. Because they don't play Philly, they don't play Boston in the finals. They play Philly. They don't play no, Boston. They do, don't play do, Boston do they play in the. But they next... play them during the regular oh. season, right? Yeah, they don't. But they don't play Boston in the finals till '84. But they play them in '84 and '85 and '87. <laughs> yeah, and then it turns into the Detroit show for a little bit. Pretty much, pretty much. Philly gets one in the middle there. Boston gets one against Houston. So, yeah, I, it's just a great series. I mean, I, you guys, you, you picked a good one, AJ. Um, it's fun. How many episodes are in this? Eight, ten? Ten, I think. I believe ten. I actually saw something that said maybe eleven, but that would be like a weird, like a maybe a behind, like behind the scenes or, yeah. So, long and short, we probably got about four more weeks of this. It's yep. been fun. So right. that being yeah. said, because we were, we were playing catch up, because I was indecisive. You were so. We're caught up now, so you're gonna get one episode rundown, just like we did with Peacemaker. I and, mean, the uh, rundown is. A, we'll we'll touch on the highlights. Su- Watch summarize. the damn show yourself. Exactly. Like, we got we got to keep it entertaining, keep it light, keep it moving. Yeah, you. We only got to find an amount of time. Yeah. Exactly. Watch the fucking show. We don't have to tell it to you. What the fuck? I mean, we this appreciate the views, this, but like, come on. This ain't a watch along for winning time. This is very much like a preview of an episode of Shameless where they make you feel bad for not having watched the show and having to get refreshed. <laughs> there we go. See? Yes. It works. <laughs> All right. Speaking of getting refreshed, head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Check it out. When we come back, a brand new segment right here. Pod is war. And I think you're going to like it. I I came up with myself. Just saying. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Pot is War newsroom. My name is Pizza Funny. That's right, I'm back, bitches. All right, here's how the game works. I have a whole list of headlines from new, weird news stories, and I am going to give each of these gentlemen an option, A or B, and they're going to get to pick which headline they like, and they're going to have one minute to tell the story of this headline. Are you gentlemen ready? As ready as we're going to be. All yeah, right. Yeah, this is this is going to be especially because the premise was sprung on us as the show started. So well, there's, yes. there's no prep you, there's, time here. There is no prep here. There is no prep here. And then okay, and this then is whose line is it anyway? Basically. Yes, it is. So we're gonna have two you can rounds. Say to your dog, but not your girlfriend. We're gonna have two rounds, and when I go, <laughs> you guys get to pick which headline I have to tell the story on. Okay. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Okay. All right. So here we go. Uh, Andrew. You are uh, well. You're you're gonna go first since you're not the youngest or not the oldest. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Ecology professor theorizes Loch Ness monster may just be whale penis. Or. Protester tries to glue herself to court during NBA game. Okay, <laughs> um, hmm. hmm. so the Loch Ness monster is really just a giant whale penis, or a protester gluing themselves to the court. Um, fuck. Shit. What will? We'll go with whale penis. You know it's funnier that way. All right. Count it down. Three, two, one. Tell us about that whale penis. Uh, so, welcome back to Paris Times. I am Gerard Depardieu, and we have all this time to talk about, you know, Jacques Cousteau, he like go under the water. He looks for all the, the animals. And we have the Darwinism. There is one animal we never talk about. It is the Loch Ness Monster. The Loch Ness Monster, everybody thought, is this brontosaurus in the water, or, or maybe it was your trifidi because it's from the crustacean period. Nobody really know. But what we do know is... Maybe it's just a giant penis. New research has shown there was a beluga whale one time doing lots of cocaine with a sea lion. And then everybody was trying to wonder, what are they trying to do? The whale tried to have sex with the sea lion. But the sea lion, he fought. He fought very well. There was no consent. And then the sea lion arched his back, grabbed the penis, and it shot out of the water. And then all of the onlookers in Scotland were like, oh, no, my God, or however Scottish people sounded, or huggers in their mouth. And that is the Loch Ness Monster. Well done. Well done. AJ, are you ready for your... That was, yeah, well done there. Well done there, Gerard Depardont. Love it. Love it. Way to go. <laughs> all right. Mm -hmm. Are you ready for your topics, AJ? As ready as I'm going to be. All right. Topic number one. Cargo jet splits in half after skidding off runway in Costa Rica. Number two. <laughs> <totally> specific. <laughs> lottery player wins $10 million after incredible bump of fate. One is super specific and the other one is super fucking vague. That's an, that's an excellent observation, Captain Obvious. Jesus. He not doesn't in, wear those glasses not just in, for show, everybody. Not involved. No, no. Uh, splits in half in Costa Rica? Is that what you said? Cargo mm -hmm. jet splits in half after skidding off runway in Costa Rica. No, I'm going to go with the lottery one. All right, lottery player wins $10 million after incredible bump of fate in three, two, one, go get him. And welcome back to this breaking news here. I'm your host, Benjamin Dover, and you will never believe what happened. Out of nowhere, this man just randomly goes, hmm, you know, I really could go for a Snickers bar right now, and he goes to the grocery store and says, huh. I see a random uh, lottery ticket on the ground. Is this anybody's? To the cashier. Apparently, the cashier had no idea what it was, and he decided, I'm going to run these lucky numbers. Just 
because he wanted a goddamn candy bar. Does not matter because he learned out. Learned out? I don't fucking know. He figured it out. He won the jackpot the very next day, making sure that he was the biggest millionaire ever. So now he became this evangelist that will say, fuck it. Go get yourself a Mr. Goodbar. That's all I fucking got. All right. <laughs> very, very interesting. You uh, know, Benjamin Dover sounds a lot like Clint Bobsky. You should have steered into that a little better. <laughs> this is sprung up. All right, gentlemen. Here yeah, are the next. The climax, here are the next two in line. <laughs> here are the next two in line. Oh, boy. Um, mm-hmm. Mike Tyson can't sell ear-shaped cannabis gummies in Colorado. Of course they're the next two in line. <laughs> Stop. You want to do Mike Tyson. Uh, this was no, I swear I can sell you. Just do it. I can sell just do I can it. send you. We don't this. even need to confer. No, no, just, just do Mike the Mike Tyson, Tyson one. Tyson. In the Mike Tyson voice though. You can't you just talk to. about fucking Doritos. Alright, okay, fine. I'll stop there and I'll save the next one for the rest of them. Okay. Alright, alright, alright. I'll do it. Okay. Uh does uh does anybody want to say live from uh, Colorado it's Mike Tyson? Do you want to bring me in here? Go ahead. <laughs> Live from Colorado, it's Saturday. No, I'm just kidding. It's Mike Tyson, everybody, and he's got this new product he's trying to sell, I think. Uh, Mike, are you there? Yeah, that's fine, Bruce. I'll meet you. Yeah, that's fine. Bruce, I'll meet you in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't bring oh, yeah don't bring the E three oh hi hi and hi boss yeah. hi, hold on boss don't bring the E three band though go ahead boss I'm done with Bruce. Bruce Springsteen is there too. Isn't that great? So uh, didn't you have something you wanted to tell the people? Yeah, I was. I'm here in Colorado, and they're just full of shit, man. Because I I had some gummies I was gonna sell, and it was ear shaped, and it was like, no, that's not cool and stuff. And I was like, well, people like to bite ears, and they're like, well, I don't think that's true because we don't really like think a lot of people bite the ears. And but I was like, I bought, I bit the ear, I bit it, and I would eat your children right now if you don't let me sell these damn gummies in your fucking state. You know what I'm saying? But they didn't like that either, so it definitely was over after that. So. After that, I ate most of the gummies. I feel pretty good right now. It's probably why most of the people in that room are alive. The one guy died, and it wasn't my fault. He had a pacemaker, and he died before I came in the room. So I would say, anyway, uh, I have a face tattoo, and it's 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 kind of fading away. So that's maybe a good thing. So I don't know. Um, ear-shaped gummies coming to a state near you except for Colorado. Fuck you, mile-high motherfuckers. That's bullshit. Where's my Doritos? Uh, back to you, boss. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, Mike Tyson, for your Evander Holyfield-inspired CBD gummies. Yeah, huh. he, he's, a, he's a little salty, but a tasty. Interesting. All right, all right, all right. Thank you for a, a, I swear, I can show you my screen right now, and in this thing... Uh, all right, anyway, we'll keep going here. It just um, so happened to work out, yeah. Uh-huh. AJ, Andrew had to go first last time, so now you have to go first in this round. Um, and honestly, guys, since since you guys fed me a fastball, I'll give you three different stories that you get to pick from to try and throw me off for the final round, okay? Uh, AJ, are you ready for your topics? Your first topic is monkeys near Florida airport becoming simian celebrities. <clears throat> Your second topic is scientists figure out how vampire bats got a taste for blood. At least there was three. <laughs> no, no, there's going to be three for me. Oh, okay. Uh, Since I don't get to pick. The monkeys. All right, monkeys near... It's the monkeys. The yeah, monkeys... <laughs> All right, AJ. Monkeys near a Florida airport becoming simian celebrities in three, two... One, go get them. Uh, welcome back to the Miami airport where we have these wonderful monkeys just over here dressed up in their funny little outfits. You gotta love them. Earlier this morning, they decided that the Wranglers here, good old Tina and Tito, hmm, interesting names, Tina and Tito decided, hey, we're going to bring these monkeys from the Miami Zoo and put on a show and my gosh are they the most adorable things you've ever seen in your entire life just walking around never mind all the feces but they are being adorable they are making sure that they are the flight attendants they're actually handing the passengers their airplane tickets it is amazing it is wonderful and oh wait we just got breaking word 
there might be more plane tickets available just so you can see these wonderful monkeys on show for only two minutes a day. Back to you. Well done, AJ. Well done. Well done. All right, Andrew, are you ready for your monkeys? (laughs) Are you ready for your topics? The way you the way you say it makes it sound bad. (laughs) Hey, racist. Who the? (laughs) That's you. You're the one said said a racist mind is a racist kind, motherfuckers. That's how it works. Are you ready for your topics, Paul? All right, here we go. Hospital in Doha, Qatar, or Qatar, only th- only, no. only treats falcons. You got a couple animal-related topics. The second one here is... <laughs> here we go. The, the second topic is... Dog is dumped at North Carolina shelter because owner thought it was gay. Blaz dog is dumped at North Carolina shelter because owners said it might be gay in three, two, one, go get him. Hello. This is wonderful. Um, what is it? Animal shelter? Yes. Thank you. Animal shelter. I knew here. I forget what it's called. Um, we have new dog here from, um, what is this called? Is, uh, from, uh, is was sent down from the DeMarco family from Arizona. All, all to get spayed or neutered. Wait, not wait, hold on, getting word. It's not because spay. It's because ah the, the owner said they didn't like him because he liked Michael Bay movies. Michael Bay is the reason the dog is staying. No, wait, hold on. Is because you think dog is is what? Is dog dog is gay. Dog is very happy. Happy dog, everybody. Happiest dog in the world. We're going to have him bounce ball on his nose. We're going to have him do everything. He'll be in parade. It's going to be best time ever. Don't you worry about it. We get everything fine. You thought I was going to take this into a really awkward spot, didn't you? But no, we go with other meaning of gay. Happy. Happiest fucking dog in the world. Fuck you. (laughs) Well done. Way to go. (laughs) Very proud of you. AJ, shame on you. <laughs> For shame. <laughs> and and to clarify, because I I'm a smartass like that, I put, I decided to put on a hat. Yes. And it's because he made a Clerks reference, and I actually own the hat from the Clerks movie. There you go. Nothing yeah, you do. Because movie. you know Kevin Smith does everything in New Jersey. It's very easy to find this stuff. Just go to Red Bank. All right, gentlemen, are you ready for my three topics that you get to choose from? Yes. You threw me the we softball, will this so I'll add an extra difficult topic in here. The next three read as such. Alabama man accused of stealing 70-ton crane. Things get really batty when real bat appears during screening of the Batman. And customer okay. accu- customers accused Las Vegas restaurant of selling THC-tainted Thai food. Right, we're not just going to give you all the weed stuff. That's a little too on Yeah, Yeah, that, that's a little um, on the nose. I actually mm. did hear about the Bat Batman thing for real. Not I, think, I think I like the 70-pound crane, though, because only in Alabama could that really be a thing. Or Florida. True. True. But Florida-Bama Shore, it's all right there. Yeah, Flo- Florida-Bama Shore, yeah. No, they touch. I, 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 are we going it's like Jersey one? Shore being mostly Guidos. Yeah, I, I kind of like the crane. Crane, yeah. You, you, All right. you throw him in this time, though. So. All right. So. No, no, Alabama I got. Alabama man. I got said... this. I got this one. Oh, you got it. I got this. Oh, one. all right. Oh, look at you. All right. I got this one. All right. Let's go in three, two, one. All right. Let's send it live to Chip Chaseless on the scene. Chip, are you there? Yes, I'm here. This is Chip Chaseless live on the scene here in Alabama, obviously, where a 70-year-old man. Has stolen a 70-ton crane. Could you believe it? The cops aren't here yet. I'm trying to get close to talk to this man. Sir! Sir, do you know you're driving a stolen crane? 
What? Sir, you're driving a... What? Get out of the way! Sir, you, you're driving a stolen crane. Can I, can I ask you why? I had nothing else to do. Well, that... You couldn't have gone for a walk? Well, I guess I could. Here you go. Here's the keys. I'm going to go for a walk. Oh, I guess Chip Chaseless on the scene, converting guys to walkers from crane chasers. Back to you. You've been listening to the news on Potter's War. Didn't think I was going to go there, did you? Woo! I, it worked. Crane, say, crane Chaser sounds like an app, though. Really yeah, it, it, it sounds like a game that you would have for rednecks. It is just like you get upgrades to make like you have this little small dozer and then it goes into a caterpillar. You might have a small dozer. <clears throat> hey, it's not about the size of the dozer. It's how well you dig. That's, it, not, that's yeah, well. It's an, about the strength of the behind, engine. <laughs> enough force behind a thumbtack can do a lot of damage. All I can say is that, that chip chiplet story, that fuck fucking bad. Goodbye. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Gentlemen, we're back. Pot is war right here. Middle of April. Spring is up on us. We are into, uh, oh, I don't know, a third, more, almost a third of the way into the year. Kind of crazy. 2022 is going by a little quicker. A little, everything's a little bit more normal. Uh, let's talk some wrestling today. Let's talk a little bit of the, the minor details that are out there. What's bugging us? What, what are you looking forward to? I know we, we threw a few things out there. But just to make sure we keep in touch and stay with it, not a whole hell of a lot going on that's really tickling our taint recently, uh, except for WrestleMania. But, uh, Andrew, I see you chomping at the bit a little bit. What's what's mostly bothering you, or what's highest on your on your list of to come? Oh. Well, what I was going to add, which is going to be kind of a downer, so I guess it's a good thing that it's uh, the first thing to bring up, is for... People that don't know, which I'm assuming is most people because it's Japanese wrestling, um, Shinjiro Otani got injured during the championship match for Zero One against uh, Takashi Sugiera, where he took a, a suplex from Sugiera, landed into the turnbuckles, and then couldn't move his extremities, but could at least talk. So he was supposed to have surgery on the 13th, which is the day we're recording, so... I don't know how well that went, but it was supposed to be kind of to make sure there was no extra damage to the spinal cord. But currently, he is uh, effectively paralyzed from the neck down. And, you know, thoughts and prayers, T's and P's, however you want to say it. But there's there's been a lot of stuff like that that's happened over the years and, you know... Japanese wrestling from uh, Yoshihiro Takayama, who's been paralyzed for the last couple of years, which is, you know, lots of people know that that's how Misawa died, was a bad suplex that just kind of his last bump on the card, so to speak. And uh, Hayabusa, it wasn't a suplex, it was a, be- a botched moonsault. But either way, there's it's, it's always tragic when something like this happens. And Otani... Everybody should have a working knowledge of him. He, you know, he's been around Japanese wrestling for the last 25, 30 years. He was in WCW for a stint. Like, it's, uh, it's it. Hopefully everything works out and it's just, you know, temporary paralysis until inflammation or whatever goes down. It's crazy because it's kind of on the heels of Big E getting dumped on his head, you know, and, and you know. If you True. Can... You can end up like Austin, you can end up like Big E, you can end up like in this situation where, you know, nothing's nothing's working right now, so it's scary. I mean, you really it really just reiterates the fact of being able to tr- people to trust the people you're working with, you know? Cuz they're working. Oh, and it's he was working against Takashi Sugiera, who's a 20-year veteran, almost 20 years. So like it's not like he's an unsafe worker. No, no, no. It's just a it was just a bad bump in a spot that they've 
done in previous matches and Sugira's done hundreds of thousands of times probably in matches. I suppose. But doesn't that kind of lend to the question of uh, is a lot of this stuff <clears throat> work, worth it taking that far to the line? Like there's ways to do it safer that don't look as great, but you know what I'm saying? You almost kind of lends yourself to the conversation about how the IWC thinks Miz sucks, but Miz never puts himself in that situation, but he's always over. You know, it's like wrestling safe versus wrestling hard versus wrestling. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, I, I'm kind of broadening the conversation, and I'm not necessarily saying that's what happened, but as a general topic, when you think about these injuries happening, you know, you can't get rid of all the moves, but, you know, you can do them differently. Otani and Sugira go back a while, and they've known each other for a long time. Like, they're they're friendly. If Otani didn't feel like he could take the bump, I'm pretty sure he would have said something. And that, no, that's an interesting question within itself, too, because right. we can even hearken back to Sting and Seth Rollins. You know, sure. Sting being older should have never taken the buckle bomb which then fucked him up for a couple years and shortened his career in WWE before he rehabbed and came back in AEW. But if you think you can take it and then you're proven wrong because you just bumped slightly differently than you were supposed to, is it the move's fault? I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not saying this specific Scenario. I'm not saying you're that, saying it. I'm just throwing out that as no. The but if there's a higher probability of long-term damage from one move to the next, where do you draw the line? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I know Chiraz like, was paralyzed off a power bomb, and power bombs are one of the most basic moves in wrestling. Everything is dangerous. It's a contact sport. I get it. I get it. So mm. I mean, like, I'm I'm not trying to validate, you know, throwing somebody headfirst into a turnbuckle with, you know, no work sure. or protection or anything like that. But it wasn't because the execution of the move was bad, you know, or no worse than it has. Maybe, okay, maybe he didn't hit flush into the turnbuckle or whatever it was. Yes, there's there's things that could have maybe been done slightly differently, but it's a move that you've seen people take in that manner multiple times. And it just so happened that it, you know, bumped him wrong. Sure. Well, I mean, we all hope for a full recovery and, and, you know, best wishes from Bob is war. Uh, hopefully, you know, at some point, uh, look at Jack McKinney woke up, you know, so we'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> true. Yeah. I, I brought up the Miz. Adam, bring the energy up. I brought up the Miz <laughs> and, and you talked about the Miz. Adam, oh, you tell. You do that? Adam, tell the internet wrestling community why The Miz is not overrated. Why he's not over? He's the he's by far one of the best things in WWE, bar none. You wanted to say he's awesome, just say it. He's awesome! Yes, he is, because... Cody... Uh, f- first off, one of, the, one of the things from the promo, everyone knows WWE has quote-unquote... Band awesome! Thank you. But they have like banned words and Cody used a few of them in his promo. So Miz, being the dickhead that he is, that he plays as his character, he literally goes out. And he probably is too, but I still have a <laughs> beer with him. Mm-hmm. Is, oh, I want a championship match title. I want to no, do this. No, he said belt title. The belt, that's it, title. Yes. And then, like, goes on, and it was like, I want to do this. You mean this. Like, that was so on brand for The Miz. And people want to bash him because it's, oh, well, this is Cody coming back. It's, oh, he's going to bring wrestling back. What the fuck are you on about? It, it, that means nothing to anybody. You Miz... Knew how to play with that. He knew how to be a smartass. He knew how to get under your skin. And that's why you hate it, because he got under your skin. He played his role perfect. It doesn't fucking matter. You want to bash him, say, oh, he's terrible. Why is he terrible? Because he pissed you off? 
because he said something that no adam because he can't work you know what the oh IWC says he can't work oh my god he doesn't do 27 finishers and a flip he actually uses a finisher to finish matches not a schoolboy after doing yeah well pile driver i'm pretty sure logan paul was the first person he put away with the skull crushing finale in a hot minute <laughs> regardless it's been regardless. a skull crushing eh intermission lately not so much a finale regardless he's one of the so best heels i think you bring up the that's the main point he is one of the best heels in the yeah. business in the world he's top 10 heels in the world easily without a doubt I mean, how many times did people complain, like, uh, Triple H, back at it again. Fuck him. Uh, so you're pissed off that Triple H is the top guy bashing all of your fucking because favorites that are coming up? Was boring. Because Don't you he... understand? He oh, yeah. He had, like, he... six moves, and he buried the talent. Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's see. Uh, Spinebuster, Flying Knee, Pedigree, Sledgehammer, Water Spit. Yeah, the water spit was part of the move, yes. It's like Kevin Nash's hair flip. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and then and then the, the bash the the face into the knee. Who the fuck cares? He pissed you off. He did his job. You know why you probably watched at that time? Is because you wanted to see that motherfucker lose. That is the main reason why you wanted to see Cena all the time, because you wanted to see Cena lose. <sighs> Fans are too smart to get worked, though, now. Oh, are can you I, fucking kidding me? Can I bring up one of my favorite new minor storylines in WWE? I'm sorry. It's the only thing I watch. Go sure. No, go for it. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen Elias' younger brother, Ezekiel? Oh, you mean Ezekiel? Yeah. Ezekiel? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's great. And they, and they took the family photo. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. I have to check. Yeah, it out. no, they took a photo together. You know, they you, were hugging it out. Elias and yeah. Ezekiel. So his arm around him. Photoshop, but if we know you, it's legit. If you want to laugh your balls off, <laughs> get what I did there. Uh, I see um, what you did there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's also saying Tony wants to close the show. No, not mm-hmm. at all. I'm not trying to close <laughs> the show. Go check out Kevin Owens' backstage segment because what he's been doing with him is excellent. Just the deniability and, and everybody else playing along with it. So it's almost kind of like when they had Harry Carey out for dinner um, and they got him to think that he was the only one seeing the waitress topless. You ever heard that story? <laughs> no. No. So Harry Carey and a group of, I would say, Chicago sports entities, whether it was broadcasters or it could have been managers, I can't remember who was all there, friends or whatever, to hire up people. They go to this restaurant they always go to, and they get a waitress they know, and they tell her, and Harry Carey's getting older at this point, and they tell her, when you come back, come back without a shirt on. And we'll all pretend that we don't see it, and Harry's the only one that sees you without a shirt on. So she does it. She comes out, no shirt, acts like everything's normal. Harry Carey's like, you guys don't see this? They're like, what are you talking about, Harry Carey? So they tricked Harry Carey into thinking that he was crazy and didn't see the topless waitress. So there you go. Well, that was one hell of a hallucination, though. I'll take one of those Jesus any day of the week. Christ, yeah. Mm. But I also like the interaction they had on Twitter with what Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. And Sami Zayn was kind of playing along and ribbing him at the same time with the whole yeah yeah you do you big dog kind of thing yeah <laughs> you get to the bottom of it buddy and it's just like it's it's good it's like it's funny it keeps kevin owens relevant it elevates elias whatever we want to start Whoa. referring to him as ezekiel elias. whatever whatever the point is it puts him back into more of a prominent role so it works for everybody owens stays busy Ezekiel Elias, whatever we call him, like, you know, he comes back interesting instead of just playing a guitar and kind of being the same old shit. Sure. All right, AJ. Andrew had his very, very sad, sad wrestling for I had my my name-changing personality disorder uh, wrestling potpourri. What is your wrestling potpourri this week? Well, my wrestling potpourri is something that you might see the belay again on something because MLW is coming back 
to the 2300 arena for king of coliseum what when next month exactly next month as of this recording may 13th that's a saturday uh that's a friday they have already announced three matches or two matches and a third one where it's Good old Leo Rush versus someone to be announced. <laughs> but the two matches that they have so far is our boy Hammer versus Holiday with Alicia for the world title. And uh, something that you might like, Andrew, because we still need a beer with that motherfucker. Uh, Jacob Fatu and Mads Kruger in a what the fuck is this match called again? A weapons of mass destruction match. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was a 70 foot crane match. A putty pusswole on a stick match. A putty pusswole on a stick match, dude. It's a gay, gay dog. Still match. not found. Get. Dog's very happy, happy dog. The dog yes. is happy as a happy dog. Happy as a motherfucker in the. It's a happy, happy dog. He's it's the referee. Happy, happy, happy That's dog. what it is. Shame on that family, oh by God. the way. Shame on that family. Dog. No, right? It's just a happy dog. Could you imagine? No. It's a dog to count to three? That'd be great. Airbud, the referee for WWE. I like it. Make it happen. The dog's like, one, two, <laughs> woof! I <laughs> uh, never, never, like, yeah, never like, says like, three. Ball. Like, yeah, he only counts to two. Stupid dog. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of Contra comes out with squeaky toys. <laughs> huh? Oh, the ref got distracted. It's not Tell me that wouldn't be fantastic. See, you're popping right now, coming up with dumb ways to distract the dog. <laughs> well, I don't they know, Scoob. I wish you wouldn't listen to the squeaky toys. After all, the, the the car did get, my car did get fixed finally. So we could do it's it. It's been 84 years. It has been 84 years, but the car is finally fixed. So we can do it. <laughs> Instead of taking your toaster. Of a of a truck. It's huge. That's the problem, and that's Philly, and I don't. Toaster of a truck, and we've already been there at least twice. And it's not easy to park. And it's not there. easy to park, even <laughs> with my small little piece of shit. Uh, your piece of shit's easy. You can park next to a dumpster, and it fits in. Exactly. Just nice. <laughs> but yeah, MLW. It's Philly. Every other place is a dumpster. Like MLW is gonna come back uh, to uh, near us, so you might see us go there. Might. Of, I said might. Speaking of Philly, did you see the third baseman from Philadelphia Phillies that uh, do three errors in a fucking inning? Yes. And then everybody started booing him, and they caught him on camera saying, "I fucking hate this place." Right. And then he had to talk about it after the game, and he owned up to it and everything. They gave him a standing ovation on his first at bat today at home. Yeah. That's well, very... maybe don't commit three fucking errors. No, but they... In an inning. Was that... Not, was that, not in the game. Was in that, an inning. But was that, like, sarcastic standing ovation, or were they just trying to be nice to the guy? Because Philly fans aren't really about being nice to people. It was sarcasm. What are you talking about? How many times have we seen an Eli Manning interview where it was like, man, Philly's something else. You just go around, you hear all the boos, you see an eight-year-old flipping you off in the stands. It's great. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Oh God! How, I think I'm. We, I think we ran. Thank you the, for reminding me of that shitty fucking game, and they still won. Yeah. All right. They I think, still won that game. I think we ran the gauntlet of sports entertainment and sports entertainment today. Is there any last thoughts either of you gentlemen have before we take it on home? No. None. None thoughts. I can't None. wait. I can't yeah. wait for episode you, you put, seven you put of a winning bad time. Taste in my mouth right. as a Phillies fan. Yeah. That, all right. Never mind. That um, was your first problem, though. You're a Phillies fan. True. <laughs> That's actually what the taste is. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Mike Schmidt, he ain't not walking through that door. All right, my name is ah, PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney on Twitter oh, and Facebook. Like Make sure you're heading on over to uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot. Make sure you're listening to all the great podcasts on ChairShot Radio Network, whether it's TheChairShot.com or your favorite streaming network and don't forget to always use your head andrew uh on the twitter 
IWC oh, World Chief. Ah, and, Gerard uh, Debadont. Ah, how he is may, the one? Gerard, Gerard, how is the cheese and wine, Gerard? Are you don't taking it? Wine is the best. My children, they need more wine, so we have to make the Ferris wheel go round and round. Impact Wrestling, TheChairShot.com. I heard you work a whole. Reviews. I heard you work a full four days this week over there in France. Whole four days, four days. Eventually, it's just like I take a nap and then I'm late tired and then I don't want to push the button. Yeah. It's okay, don't you worry. I know. Four days, That's six right. hours a day, very long day. It's a very long day. You don't Andrew, that understand. was a, Andrew, that was a fucking dated Newgrounds reference. Listen, you still got it in my ah, to understand this. I put in a solid 24 hours a week. They expect me to get overtime, but that said 28 hours. How do they expect me to work 28 hours? One time they made me work 30. I almost fell over. I had to cut my wine break in half. That was me. I only got one bottle of white. I didn't even touch my red. What is wrong with them? I need a nice balance. Yeah, you know things will go wrong when you don't touch the red. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I am talking about. Adam, if you want to do your plug and get us out of here, come on. Yes, please, so get, me the, please get me the fuck out of here. You can follow me all over the place. Phenomenal AJB, AJB in all caps. You can also find me with PCT over there on the Alphabet podcast known as DWI. Uh, I'm getting PSD from all of this Alphabet soup you're throwing at us. Uh, That's the Tommy of the the rich nickname giver. For the war chief. Please get the fuck out of here before we have to start another freaking French war. Ah, quick retreat as we do in France. (laughs) Crap. <laughs> I, I, I told you guys got to riff. Go ahead. Keep riffing, Gerard Depard. Don't. The crap was perfect, though. You have to cut it there and just start the song. That was actually amazing. Oh, that means I have to <laughs> fucking actually do it. Well, well let's say it either. Oh, but it's a, yeah, Hot Valley. Hot Valley <laughs> bubble stash. See you later. Always use your head.